today I have on Tessa. Hi. So I met Tessa um, as a kickboxing instructor. She came in, she wanted to learn how to fight. Um, she was so freaking talented. I think every chance we got to do pad work, like I would push you so hard because you were just the most, um, I don't know, you wanted to take on the biggest challenges, right? You're like, I can do it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's let's do more. So I remember just trying to keep up with you the yeah. entire time. <laughs> I'd show up and I'd be like, dang, Morgan's here. Like, it's going to be wild. <laughs> it's like, can't keep up. Girl, you did it so fast. I'm like, holy shit. You were doing it fast, <laughs> so I had to do it fast. I was like, what else can you do? Let's, you know. Let's I want to try and, like, break you. Like, what's your... There was one day, man. You're max. <laughs> yeah. We, like, recorded it, and I was just like, we cannot try to record that again. <laughs> it's not going to go well. Oh, it was good. I remember. Yeah. Keep going, keep going. You're like, I got this. There was no like your stamina was like, and I was I don't know how she's doing this right now because I couldn't do that. For you real. were holding the pads. You had to be doing I it. You couldn't do it. Yeah, you were no. holding it. <laughs> it's different when you're on the other side, but yeah. I actually I tried it with students in Iceland. Like they had extra time in PE, and they were like, "You're athletic, right?" And I was like, "Sure." And they're like, "You went kickboxing," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I did." And like, I really loved it. And so they were like, can you teach the kids, like, a little bit about kickboxing? And I was like, God, I really don't know that much. But, like, I could try. And so we did. Like, I spent a day with their PE classes. Like, I think we did it 5th through 10th. And it was just, like, what, like, you know, one, two, like, what they look like. Mm -hmm. And then with some of the older kids, I, like, went and bought the pads. I was like, you know what? This is something I'm just going to invest in for them. Like, what? Let's see how this goes. And I never held them for anything. So, like, night before, I'm with my roommate. And I'm just, Practicing. Like, yeah. And we're in an apartment complex. And so it's got to be, like, horrible for our neighbors. And, you know, like, practicing, like, okay, wait, it's opposite of, like, what I think it is. Mm -hmm. And some of those kids were so into it. And then one of the kids, like, actually did, like, jujitsu classes. And, like, was like, will you just hold them here? And I was like... I don't know. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> and it went super well. And so that was like, that's really good cool. That came out of it, right? I, I never heard that story. That's really cool. <laughs> right? What? Yeah. And so I left in there. So hopefully those kids still use them against each other because they started just like holding them against what? each other. And hopefully they that's figure really it out. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully nothing bad came of that. <laughs> Did it spark your interest in being an instructor? Yes. <laughs> but I came like. <laughs> The reason I was there was to teach, so I came back and taught, of course, but I thought about being an instructor for a while, but then again, I just, I also love hitting the pads, so. It's like, different. Gotta have yeah. a balance, yeah. Yeah. So, you, the, the most, like, amazing thing that I thought was the age that you became a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can everyone, you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, everyone thinks, well, so, I recently started teaching high school and I taught high school starting January and then I student taught fall right so I taught third through tenth in fall but like different subjects so it wasn't like everything because it sounds like a lot but like that's a normal full schedule because it was such a small school so I started I graduated when I was 20 I had like just turned 20 in September graduated in December you moved to Iceland when I moved to, yeah so I moved to Iceland I like was told that I could study abroad in July 
And so, like, I got everything squared away, school squared away, like, halfway through July. Moved there, like, August 11th. <laughs> and I was like, I just wanted to study abroad. Like, the t- program asked me, too. They're like, it's hard to place kids right now with COVID and everything. Like, you promise you're going if we spend the time on it. And I was like, yep, put me anywhere. And so, I think I tried to go to school in Norway. I tried Iceland and, like, one other in Europe. And Iceland was the first to respond. And I had so my cool. interview. And so I picked my stuff up and I went to Iceland. It was pretty quick, though, yeah. It was quick. And I think the most interesting experience, like, when I got there, I was down. Like, I was so stoked for this trip and everything like that. And, like, the first day I spent there, like, I spent, number one, one day sleeping. And then the next day was just so rough. And I was like, man, like, did I make a big mistake coming here? Like, I got offered a paid teaching position to student teach and get paid here. So I was like, oh, did I'm I give this up? up. I, yeah, no. and I was like, You're not I don't feel like up. myself. Like, what's going on? Oh. And I was like, you know what? Like, you just got to, like, get out of the house. Like, you literally have not been anywhere but your front door. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, the bus ride there and everything. And so my roommate had left her door cracked. And, like, we had run into each other in the kitchen once, mm-hmm. right? And barely remembered her name. Like, so, like, didn't know how to say and I finally was just like, you just got to go knock on the door and see if she knows where literally the grocery store is. Like, you don't know where anything is. You haven't even been to work yet. No, I haven't been to work yet. And, like, the street names, I figured out that I had to put, like, my typing in Icelandic because they have different letters. It's so, like, I couldn't find my house on, like, Google Maps. And it was just such like, a simple thing to figure out. But I was just like, what is going on? Just an ignorant thing. Like, we don't know because yeah, we don't have that yet. Yeah, super ignorant of me. So... I, like, just asked her, I was like, where's the grocery store? And, like, are you doing anything today? Like, I don't know anything. Because I, I didn't have time to research. Like, normally when you study abroad, like, you would try and learn, like, some of the language. Be prepared. <laughs> Be prepared. Like, a little bit. You literally didn't have I time. literally didn't. I, That's I cool, though. I had time to go out and get, like, a rain jacket. That's stressful. And so, yeah, I went there, and I turned 20 while I was there. So I student taught at 19. So you were really 19. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I started my first this is the most weird statistic like for my life I think and it sounds off because a lot of people who went to the school I went to will have the same statistic but I took my first college class like I started it at 13 because I was turning you know what I mean because my birthday is late so I was turning 14 and I was only enrolled in one that semester because I had to like finish my high school credits and you just have to, like, kind of do them in order there. That's a really weird system. Yeah, so. It's well, unheard of. But, like, what? other kids at that school did it with me. So, like, I know I'm not the only one. Right. But at the same time, like, it's a really weird stat. It's very like, rare. Yeah. I got what? I got 96 college credits in high school. And, like, the, the high school that I went to, like, I'm not the only kid who did that. Like, I think my roommate skyrocketed like that, too. Like, just crazy credits. And the program was to get your associates, but just, like, nobody stopped you from... <laughs> taking more. Yeah. Nobody stopped you, and, like, I was just taking a normal credit load every semester. Like, that's what... It, well, some semesters I took, like, one extra class or something. But it's because I was like, I have to be in town. Like, I can't get home. Yeah. Because I couldn't drive till halfway through my junior year. Yeah. So I was like, I might as well be here taking a Doing class. Doing something. Being productive. Yeah. And, like, a lot of those classes, like, some of them, like, you just... Like, I took a lot of art classes, so I'm like, you just gotta go. You know what I mean? You played sports, too? I Yeah, I what? played sports. And then, like, my junior summer, since I could finally drive, I got a job. And I held that through my senior year, which I totally forgot about until recently. 
<laughs> Accelerated courses, job, sports. What? But I mean, you're supposed like everyone like a lot of people do sports in high school. You know what I mean? I just thought that this was a very normal <laughs> experience and for myself. You were involved in the church too, or was that? No, I wasn't super involved in the church then. I got more involved, like, I didn't go to church my junior and senior year. I went to church starting in college. Okay. And I went, like, freshman and sophomore year of high school. Okay. Yeah. But still, that's a lot. It was a lot. I didn't realize it until I was older, of, like, how much I really was doing. Because some days I'll get tired and I'll have done nothing. I'm like, come on, you used to attend school and and then go to work out and then, like, work on the weekends and you're tired from, like moving one piece of furniture today, like, get it together. (laughs) What motivated you when you were young? You know what? I was thinking about that before I came here today. I was thinking about, like, how do you teach motivation or, like, ambition? Like, how do you teach that? You don't. You don't. But, like, how do you start with, like, the basics of, like... How do you get ambition if you don't have it? Yeah, how do you get, like, motivation and ambition if you don't have them? I think part of it was, like, my parents... My parents both work, right? So my mom's an elementary school principal. My dad's an electrical contractor. Okay. And so they both had jobs where they were, like, Monday through Friday, like, at least. They're working. School time. Like, they're working. Mm -hmm. And so I always grew up with that. And then, like, I grew up with doing chores, which Mm -hmm. I think is, like, a super simple thing to just, like, teach your kid. Responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, A little bit of, like, you don't want to do something, but you got to get it done today. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of Animals thing. have to be fed. It's it's got to be done. And like in my house is like kitchen has to be clean at night to wake up to it clean. Mm-hmm. And like that's a habit that I still have today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you left your dishes out for the night. <laughs> You're horrible. And so I've, <laughs> I've had to be like more lax on myself mm-hmm. with that. Because yeah, you clean the kitchen every night, feed the animals every night. Like you get up and feed them in the morning. Like you probably forgot. So your parents are going to remind you while you were running out the door. Yeah. And you yeah. got to run back. Yeah. Like, the little things like that, like, I think that's a huge part of being motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, I did always just enjoy doing, like, arts and crafts, like, making things. Yeah. And so it's, like... Creating. Yeah. yeah. Taking the time to create, like, takes a lot of time, so... It's exciting. that's where part of it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm competitive. I am... So okay, I have yes. a sister. And so, like, if my sister's doing something, yeah. like, we would feed off each other a lot with, like, motivation of, like, competitiveness, of, like, wanting to do the best, wanting to win. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, like, a huge part of my childhood. I was very competitive. Like, too competitive sometimes. That's good that you recognize that. Competitiveness is good, because it, it, it drives you to be the best that you can be, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. you gotta find a good in-between of, like, okay, like, I'm not gonna be the best at everything. Yeah. Because, like, when you're not, when you're literally not the best at something, sometimes that can be, like, so defeating you're like, I'm never going to be good at this. Or so. I don't know. Well, I think yeah. it's, it's hard, too, when you have, like, those massive projects. Like, yes. those huge scales that take a long time. And you look back at them, like, I could have done better. Like, that's really hard. Like, that process to go through. Like, yeah. Especially when you're used to, like, as a kid, like, I really did try at a lot of things. So I often did do well. Because yeah. I, like, put in, yeah. I put in effort. Max effort. Yeah, yeah. I put in, like, my maximum effort. And so I think some of, like, the hardest lessons for me were just, like, I put in max effort. And, mm-hmm. like, I did not like personally think I did very well and those were like tough times so I have a question so off like my personal experiences what I've noticed is that when I don't put in max effort to something I don't know whether I still enjoy it or not like when you put in their max effort you're able to tell 
okay, like I really don't enjoy that that much. It's okay. I'll, you know, stop doing that. Do you have that at all? Mm. Like, I think I'm almost, that's such a good question. I always think I would challenge the idea of max effort. Like, did you put in max effort? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's like, if I don't like it, I couldn't have been putting in maximum effort. Right. And so I think that's why it, like, goes hand in hand for you, because it's like, if you put in max effort and don't like it, like, your effort, if you did like it, Mm -hmm. would be a little higher, of course. Mm -hmm. But that's also why you don't like it. Right. So they they correspond really well. And what's driving you to put in your max effort? Are you trying to be the best? Are you a perfectionist like me yeah (laughs) or are you you know do you do is there something about it you enjoy are you doing it for yourself or someone else i think that's a huge one are you doing it for yourself are you doing it for someone else so do you have any examples um okay well i mean i think there's two things like growth like are you doing it for yourself are you doing it to like prove others or prove that you're better than others or are you doing it for someone else as in like are you putting in this effort and, like, taking something away from... Not away from yourself because you're learning through it, but, like, taking time out of your day or taking, like, simple things. Like, are you spending that extra money on somebody else? Yeah. Because I've found in my life, like, when I'm doing it for somebody else, like, I like art. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you don't have a ton of money, like, something sentimental, it can be, like, drawing something for somebody. Yep. And my motivation to get those drawings done is like 110%. Right. But do I finish my own drawings? No. No, not at all. <laughs> no. And you probably don't, like, when you're doing your own art, it's not always as, as good in your mind. Yeah. You're like, eh, it's not that good. But it's actually, like, really freaking good, but you're not doing it for someone else, so you're not taking that, you know. Exactly. Or it's Jeez. like you'll get three quarters in and not love it, so you stop <laughs> instead of, like, trying to make it better. Because if you're doing it for somebody else, like, you would have figured out how to fix that. Yeah. But when you're doing it for yourself, it's like, it's like when you did like exercise as a kid yes. and you just didn't want to do the 10. So you like did eight or nine. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. and just like cut yourself a little bit short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. So there's a huge part of that. Like, yeah. are you doing it for yourself or someone else? Mm-hmm. And like how that's, that's huge. So as an adult, you have to do it for yourself. And like, that's a big part of healing. You have to love yourself and work on yourself and do things for you mm-hmm. and not be codependent or yeah. people please well you also have to learn to like adjust your expectations like if you haven't done this thing before mm-hmm. but you generally hold yourself to like super high expectations like when you're starting like you gotta start lower than your high expectations and that's something that i think that's yeah hard. that's been a really interesting realization i guess in my life mm-hmm. where like for instance like, I used to do sports all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was very fit as a kid. And now, like, I haven't done it in a long time. And so, like, getting, like, I've been trying really hard to get back into it. I'm constantly, like, I'll go for a few months and then, like, I'll be really bad. Then I'll go again and then I'll be really bad. You're hard on yourself when and you I'm don't super, go. Well, I'm also hard about myself when I go to start again. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, I could do better or, like, better mm-hmm. amount of reps, better weight, like, better than I'm doing currently. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Starting it back up again, yeah. I do not, like, hold myself to low enough right. expectations of, like, at least you showed up today. Right. Yeah. Okay, so also something I, I realized within myself recently, my values are different than other people's. So, like, your value mm-hmm. to work out, some people don't even have a value. They don't care about working out. They don't care. No. It's not even in their mind. 
So when you look at it as this is important to me and I'm not even doing it, that's why you're hard on yourself, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's like, why am I so hard on myself about this? Because I care so much about it. Yeah. Well, like, I used to be much harder about myself about working out than I am now. Like, I haven't been in the gym in a while, and, like, I've been fine with it, but I do still, like, make the excuse, like, I haven't had the time. You're right. And it's like, <laughs> okay, come on. Like, if you, you really yeah. wanted to, you would. I would have the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's also, like, no, you're just not putting in the effort to, like, go find the gym that you want to go to. Like. That's, yeah. And yeah. it's kind of nerve-wracking going to a new gym. It's super. It <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm somebody who's previously worked out, and, like, I've, I've done it multiple times. Yes. And I still find it ridiculously nerve-wracking. And so, so yes. just, like... New people, new equipment. Yeah. It's, like, organized differently. I'm, like, where is this at? And I'm, like, you look like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. We or do. Like, <laughs> for me, too, it's, like, I really love, like, structured classes. Because when I'm going to the gym, like, my whole life has been structured. Like, somebody yeah. else has structured it for me. So mm-hmm. I go to the gym. I'm walking around, like... Looking like a fool because I'm like, wait, what should my next exercise be do? to, like, yeah. improve? Like, I I know a ton of exercises, but, like, which one should I do today? Mm-hmm. And so unless you make your plan ahead of time, like, it's That's a exactly. whole process. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just I get need that. to <laughs> keep it a little lower and, like, mm-hmm. haven't. It's hard. It's yeah. hard, like... When you're already, like, a good weight fit, you kind of look at the gym like, well, I'm good. Like, I don't need to go. But it makes you feel better. It does. No, it does. It improves yeah. your mood. Well, and, like, stress. Stress reliever. Huge, Huge stress, stress reliever. reliever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I tried running, and I would get really, really upset because I like to sprint. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to sprint anymore. Like, I want to go for long runs. And currently like i'm like i'm gonna run a mile without stopping like that's where i'm at like every now and then i'm like get out today and like go run a mile mm-hmm. and i want to run the mile like I, don't want to, <laughs> like I don't really have a good idea of like i'm jogging the mile mm-hmm. like i'm either running or like i'm walking mm-hmm. and so like i'll be horrible i'm like six minutes in and i'm like okay but i'm dying and so i'm just gonna like pause and then if i sprint it i could still like make the eight minute mile <laughs> And so, instead of running, I've started, like, sprint walk, sprint walk, sprint walk. <laughs> that, I mean, that's okay. It's okay, but I just think it's hilarious. Like, why like, can't I? I tell myself I'm going for a jog. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a long run. Your jog is a sprint. And then it literally, like, I just get so hyped that I'm like, I'm working out. Like, I'm doing it. And you just keep going faster and faster and have no pace. You'd be pretty good, though, like, honestly. You know, you've heard of people doing, like, four-minute miles. No. You can no 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 no. You can. <laughs> were we sprint. just talking about you can this? sprint the whole thing if you want. <laughs> but oh my god, no! I'd have to actually physically be able to run faster. I did the math on it one time, but <laughs> you're a math teacher. I am a math teacher. So what? Let's get back to your teaching. So oh I'm my really god, curious. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah. Back to teaching. You went to Iceland. I did. And what did you teach? I... Okay. I did 5-6 math. 7-8 math. Okay. 9-10 math. Um, third through six coding. But you only, like... It'd be through semester and they would, like, try it. 
Okay. So it'd be like third and fourth come in during, there'd be like three different cycles that you go through. And so like each one is like six weeks or something. So mm-hmm. like one of them's coding, like one of them's like steam and one of them's something else. I can't remember what the last one was. And so I think in that instance, I really only worked with like third, fourth and fifth. I don't think I ever got to. That's pretty good. Sixth. Yeah. It might've been a year program. Cause I didn't get to one of them. You know what I mean? They were like try semestering it. And then I did nine ten science and five six science and nine ten art. All in Iceland. All in Iceland. But so it's it's a very sm- well. I actually don't know in terms of international school how small it is, but there's about a hundred kids, like just over, or just under a hundred kids. So, like you're, I say nine ten because like all of nine ten's classes were together, or like seven eight, like they're all together. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it that way, they also have, like, a certain amount of time that, like, they have to spend on language, a certain amount of time on math, a certain amount of time on science, like, all of those things. And so I still had, like, breaks in my days with all those. Mm-hmm. But there's different contracts where it's, like, you can be a 100% teacher, like, a 80%, 90%. Some of them were, like, 85%. And it's, like, you would go home early on Thursday afternoon or something That's along nice. those lines. It was yeah. super nice, yeah. It was very common to not be on a 100% contract, And, like, part of my requirement for school is, like, you go and you are unpaid and you go student teach for a semester. So, it's, like, I was expected to have a full schedule. Mm -hmm. And, like, I went in thinking I had to have a full schedule. Yeah. And so, it, it wasn't too much by any means. But it was... In the States, it's highly encouraged that, like, day one or day two, you take over the classroom and, like, have a huge teacher support, right? Like, they're your mentor, and then, like, you're really going to kind of get a good co-teaching experience. Mm -hmm. And... That's good. We're good. Okay. (laughs) You're going to get a good co-teaching experience and, like, get a lot of, like, first-year teacher experience because, like, you're you're on the next semester. And there, it was more like I took a couple days to, like, get used to it, Mm -hmm. like, figure out where I'm even supposed to be, because there was, like, multiple buildings, so I was just, like, figuring everything out, and then for a long time, I just kind of, like, co-taught with my mentor teacher, and then my mentor teacher only taught some of those subjects with me, so when I wasn't with her, I considered myself, like, more of, like, a support role, or, like, a, yeah, like, a support role in the classroom, Mm -hmm. And then it was required that for two weeks I took over. And so those two weeks were crazy. Because I realized that I truly had to plan every single one of those. Mm -hmm. And so I think what made it doable for so long is, like, I wasn't truly, like, planning with them. And they all, like, every single class there is co-taught. So there's already two teachers. So, like, everything's super integrated, super supportive the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And so then when I was like, I'm going to be the main planner for these two weeks... How was that? It was like, a lot of fun. And, like, I yeah. got to try some stuff that I've been wanting to try. Mm-hmm. And I figured out, like, some things that, like, definitely worked and mm-hmm. some things that definitely didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I relearned those things last semester when I tried them again for some reason and then found out again that they didn't work. That's part of it. That's, that's why. Yeah. This is a learning experience. Well, like, sometimes you forget because you're like, this is a great idea. And then it happens again and you're like, that's exactly why I forgot that I shouldn't do that anymore because that happened the first time and now it happened again. It's also nice to know it, like, happens in different circumstances. Right. Like, no matter where you do it, no matter how you do it. But the two weeks was really fun. Like, I got to try new stuff. Um, I got a lot of feedback. Like, there were uh, two other teachers in the room all the time. 
And then somebody internationally came and observed me for two days. Awesome. And so it's like the best feedback I've ever gotten, right? Because everyone's observing you. Mm -hmm. Um, I ran like an after school club there too, because it was like required for interns. Mm -hmm. I think that was a lot of fun just to like work with kids on something they're interested in. Um, You get a lot more involvement when they're interested. What was the club? I ran... I did two because of the time. And so I did comic book making and board game making. What? That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, I'm not teaching any art classes. And there's something that has to be, like, available for all ages because it's kind of like um, ninth and 10th graders would stay late on those days. Mm -hmm. And so it has to be available to their younger siblings. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And so most younger siblings, even if they weren't interested, would stay. Mm -hmm. And I was like... doing comic book making club and then my roommate in iceland happens to be the other intern at the school randomly from finland that's (laughs) that's wild wild and so on the other day like i would help with her club and so we like did that back and forth because our clubs were like weirdly large okay like bigger numbers than normal which was a good thing for us right but then we were like we are not running these on our own like we live together and we have to kind of be here so Mm -hmm. we helped each other out which was super nice that's good yeah i think the two weeks like i learned that i definitely am a secondary teacher what does that mean uh six through twelfth okay instead of or sorry seven through twelfth instead of like k through six okay um yeah i just I'm so much better with those kids, like that age of kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really hard sometimes to explain, like, I I really love being able to look at a kid and be like, okay, like, if you actually thought about that, like, was it a good choice? And so they need to be, like, old enough where they could say no, mm-hmm. because when they're younger, they'll be like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, like, I have, they don't I know. can't ask that. Like, I have to just, like, go through the process of explaining mm-hmm. and then, like, actually taking the time to learn that with them that's and a lot. i'm not very good at that like that's a whole other animal yeah bless <laughs> the young teachers but i i need to be able to look at a kid and be like look <laughs> you know not to do that like why would you do it mm-hmm. yeah and so that's i good. think it works a lot better for me when i was like with the older kids of, right like, you can still have fun and, like, you can still be quirky and mm-hmm. funny and, like, awkward with them because, like, they're middle school, high school. They're goofy. They're yeah. goofy. Like, they don't really know who they are yet mm-hmm. and everything like that. But you can also sometimes, like, when they ask you the deeper question, like, you can actually truly answer mm-hmm. instead of just being, like, mm, you'll figure it out. Or, like, somebody tell you when you're older, like, I really like having those conversations with them. Mm-hmm. So they're impressionable. Nice. Yeah. Because they're, they're, like, sponges. They're super impressionable, like, but they also get, like, so many different impressions. Ooh. And so I think it's interesting, too, like, when they ask the different people in their lives the same question, how many different responses or different pieces of advice they get. Yeah. Like, I had one kid ask me, they had asked me a few questions the day before, but then this one kid goes, what's the meaning of life? And I was... (laughs) What was your response? (laughs) I was like... I honestly, that was one of the times where I was like, you know, like, there are a lot of answers to that question. And I was like, and for me to properly answer it, like, I'm not going to say anything right now because I'm going to say the wrong thing. Like, off the top of my head, I can't accurately answer that. Like, anybody should take some time to think about that. Anybody, Yeah, that's a big, what? Yeah. So, 
you're you're kind of restricted to talk about certain things at school, right? Like yes, religion. in the states. Yes, abroad. No, you could say, you could literally say in the classroom abroad, God is not real, and nobody questions it. Well, Icelandic is also a very religiously dead country, and so like oh. that was said, like as an example one time, like okay, as this example, like let's pretend God is real, and the kids were like, all right, and I was like. That was a huge moment for me of, like, yo. Like, and so I, I purposely, like, wore a cross every day after that. Like, yeah, everything. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, there, I know there's a few people in here who, like, would, are uncomfortable with that, but, like, aren't saying anything because it's, like, outweighed by majority. Mm-hmm. And those kids are still, like, super impressionable. So, like, if a lot of the adults they know, like, aren't in that, mm-hmm. they're not in it either. They're so probably that's, curious, That's too. where the kids' question came from of, like, what is the meaning of life? And I legit, the next day, when they walked in, I was like, come here. And they were kind of like, what? You know what I mean? I mean, they literally just walked in. Like, mm-hmm. first things first. Like, why is she bothering me? Like, what she want? I don't normally <laughs> bother them. Yeah. And, like, not one for, like, getting on them about anything that happened, like, the previous day. So it was just, they were just, like, kind of taken aback, I think. Mm-hmm. And I handed them a piece of paper. And I was like, here are the, like, top five meanings of life. If you, like, look them up from different perspectives. That's good. So I went home and I was like, I gotta give this kid an answer. Yeah. And so I wrote down, like, all the major religions. I wrote down, like, their smallest snippet on, like, the attempt to describe the meaning of life. In each religion. And I looked up, like, the atheist. Like, if you really don't believe in anything, like, what is your purpose? Mm -hmm. Because it didn't say meaning of life, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. And so I tried to, like, do it like that. Mm Mm-hmm. They're just like, whoa, like, I didn't expect you to actually, like, come back with an answer, I like you know? that, yeah, I like that. That was cool. I like that you're giving them options to choose, and you're not putting your beliefs down their throat. Well, yeah, well, because I was, I think I purposely did that because I was shocked at how many people over there, like, there were some teachers who obviously, like, did believe, and they mm-hmm. would say that, and then mm-hmm. there were teachers who didn't, and they would say that. Mm-hmm. I think that part was great for kids to, like, understand, like, multiple people believe different things yeah. and, like, work together, and yeah. it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, I definitely can't practice that here and I was like and I definitely think it needs to be recognized that there's like more than two yeah absolutely. like I think there there was often like you either are or you aren't mm-hmm. and so I was like here's a few and that I found not well we're both Christian so we yeah we're Christian but like I don't like you're not against other religions yes like you so can have like an a, opinion yeah and you can have the closest or, like, the most influential people in your life mm-hmm. and things like that that are not a part of the religion. Right. Like, I think it's healthy to have, like, the people that are that mm-hmm. you can talk to. And, mm-hmm. But it's also super healthy to talk to people who don't believe in the same thing as you. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Because they can also, like, check you. Enlighten on you. On when you're being... <laughs> but they also, like, give you a good check of yeah. not everyone believes that. Yeah. Because sometimes when you only think the one way and you only are around, like... I don't want to say those kind of people because they're great people. Yeah. But if you're only around people who believe exactly what you believe, I feel like sometimes, too, it can get very far very fast. You're sheltered, too. Yeah. And then some of the things that are happening that you don't want to address or, like, on the other side of things, like, are a little too mind-blowing and too uncomfortable for those people, like, when they come up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a lot of discomfort. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be there. And it's... Or a lot of, maybe like, a lot of judgment, too. Judgment, yes. Yeah. And you're unable, like, I believe you're unable to make a decision. We're now, we've veered off topic, but we'll come back. <laughs> I literally can't remember. <laughs> we've had, like, eight topics so far. 
You're literally, um, you know, I, I think when someone grows up in a household that is, say, say you're, I don't know, Mormon or something, and you grow up in a household that's Mormon, I don't think that you should be Mormon just because you're, just because your family is Mormon. It should be your decision once the time comes to make mm -hmm. that decision. And like, I think it's really, really great to be educated. I know who I am because of my path and what I've chosen, not because of what my family is, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I would say like same for me. Like I grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. Well, my parents didn't take me directly to a Catholic church, but I know that both my parents would say they are Catholic. Mm -hmm. So that's what I said I was. And mm -hmm. all of the rest of my family, like extended and everything, like they're Catholic. Mm -hmm. And then when I had the choice, like I was dating somebody Christian at the time, and I finally had the choice when I was a little bit older, like go to church or not. I didn't. Like I had to dress up yeah. as a kid. I hated dressing up as a kid. Like yeah. it was, like I would fight it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to wear a dress. I don't want to wear heels to church. Like I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I you, think. You dress differently. Yeah. And I was what? like. I don't enjoy wearing a dress. I yeah. just didn't. Yeah. And so I think that within itself, like I was sitting there the whole time being like, stinking yeah. dress. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm in a bad mood. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I finally got the choice and I, I stopped going. I did. And then I stopped going for a really, really long time. And I, so far, I would say that I hit the place. Obviously, like I'm going to have rough times in life. So out of my life so far, like I had some of the roughest moments when I wasn't going. Mm. So that, and I always had like I always knew it was there. Mm -hmm. I always knew it was an option, and I, I would go every now and then with my family and things like that. So it wasn't completely out of my life. But, like I did not invest in it at all. Like I would go through the process. Like I'd be there. I'd sing because I'm supposed to sing. But you're not connected. Like, like you're not going there with. I'll read it because yeah. I'll read it because <laughs> I'm supposed to read it. Yeah. Everything like that. And then I got the choice to go. And, no. and once I chose to go, like, I remember texting a friend being like, do you enjoy, like, genuinely enjoy going to church? Mm -hmm. Like, going to your church? And they said, yeah. I was like, that's wild. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I went and tried it, and I, I immediately loved it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I cried the first time I went. Like, like bawling on the floor something spoke I, to you i don't cry in front of people i'm sorry like <laughs> my best friend of six years recently saw me cry in person for the first time like i i'm not a big fan you of good. it <laughs> you good and All so right. i was like okay like this is where i need to be this i'm supposed to be here but i chose to get baptized again mm -hmm. like as a christian and my family's catholic so i was baptized as a baby mm -hmm. and, like there's photos of it i'm wearing like this gown as a baby and like I didn't obviously as a child like I didn't choose that but it's super important to my parents that that happened Ooh, yeah and like I acknowledge that like that's what most of my family believes in but I was getting baptized and I said I'm getting baptized do you want to come and they were like no you've been baptized like we don't need to be there like but this is already my happened. choice yeah yeah and i i actually said i was like but this time like i'm choosing to be baptized and they're like we'll think about it you know what i mean and i was like not expecting that like i was expecting them to be super happy for me yeah and like i've been through a lot with my family and have a much better relationship than i used to yeah so at this point in my life i was like they're gonna be stoked like she chose she made everything's choice worked out own. Yeah, yeah everything's worked out in our family yeah like, um it's been so much better like i'm making this choice mm -hmm. like 
it's a huge step and like they're gonna want to be there and that's why i invited them because like mm-hmm. i'm a to me i'm like yeah i should invite my parents yes. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and they ended up saying no and i asked three times and they said no all three times and i ended up like calling my uncle who i'm super close with being like because i thought it was like a weird reaction that mm-hmm. they were like you've been baptized and I called my uncle, and I just, like, talked about it instead of asking and, like, telling him the story. I just told him, like, I'm getting baptized. Like, do you want to be FaceTimed? Or, like, do you want a picture? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to be, like, at any in any way a part of this? Like, you're my godfather. And he had the same reaction. And I was like, okay, like, I must not fully understand, like, what it meant for me to be baptized then. You know what I mean? Okay. And, like, my first communion when I was Catholic was a big deal. And so I was, like, kind of in my head, like, okay, like, I'm misunderstanding something with, like, my family beliefs on this. Yeah. Because I think that they, like, I don't want to say that they don't think it's important because I think they, they think it's important. Mm-hmm. But I think to them, too, the first one was such a big deal that mm-hmm. it's, like, why do you, I feel the need to do this again? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Ooh. You were yeah. already saved. I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so in their eyes, I think it was like, why do you feel the need to do this again? We've done this. Um, and I've talked to them about it slightly, and I've never really truly asked. I don't want to say that for sure. But then I, t- I told them, like, all the other people in my life that were going. Yeah. And I was like, just show up to church. And, like, if you don't want to go since it's after the service, you don't have to go. But, like, at least come to the church service. And they did. I got them to go because some other important people in my life were going. And they were like, oh, if they're going, like, maybe we should consider going to this. And so they did. And they definitely cried at the church service. And I was like, see, it's been a while. And so. <laughs> <laughs> you needed this. You needed this. I got you. <laughs> and so then they ended up coming. And they were super glad that they went. And so I thought that was super interesting, the process of, like, I'm choosing this for myself. And, like, you know what I mean? And so I've been yeah. so much more in it since then because mm-hmm. I'm, like, choosing this for myself. I want to be a part of it. Like, I'm willing to say I'm a part of it. Like, when people ask me, I was younger, I'd be like, I'm Catholic. Like, <laughs> I didn't, well, number one, like, I didn't know a ton about it because I sat in the services since I was a kid. Yeah. So, like, the words and the understanding right over my head, right? And I recently found out I loved VeggieTales as a kid. But I had, I literally went after my parents. I was like, did you know Veggie Tales was Christian? And they're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? It yes. talks about it the yeah. whole time. Yeah, that's the only thing that we'd watch at church. I had no idea. I was the only literally one. <laughs> rewatched it when I was like 18, 19. I was like, guys, Veggie Tales has like these stories in it. And they were like, that's why you, we like let <laughs> you watch it yeah. anytime you ask. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. So I feel like a lot of the things that were taught to me about, like, my religion, like, I didn't know about. You didn't really understand. I somehow didn't know my own religion. Yeah. yeah. Why you were there. Like, yeah, we're yeah. going to church, but, like, there was no, I, I don't think there's, like, that conscious knowing when you're that young to no. even understand why we're here. Yeah. Well, and, like, I've seen a lot of, like, younger kids, like, choose to be baptized. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, wow, like, they figured it out so young. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's harder for me to understand. And, like, I think that's more impressive or, like, more incredible than a lot of, like, the things that, like, I've accomplished when I'm in. Because I'm like, they figured it out and they actually, like, formally, like, wrote this sentence and, like, say it in front of a church. Yeah. 
and like did it properly mm-hmm. i'm like they had to take time for this like they actually like i feel like they understand the choice mm-hmm. i'm just like wow like wow yeah yeah it's yeah. amazing because it's like why for me i haven't been baptized and i'm not ready why i'm not ready god only knows <laughs> <laughs> all right but yeah no i'm because i'm been almost 30 i'm like why am I not ready, but these kids are? Yeah. They see the true, like, meaning. Or, like, have you ever been around a kid where it's just, like, 110% fact for them? Mm-hmm. Like, they are just yeah. brutally confident in it. I am just, like, this is incredible. Like, you're going to be one of those people who, like, goes out on awesome adventures yeah. and absolutely just, like, loves other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm much older than you, and I'm sitting here for, like, your lesson. Like, like <laughs> I'm ready to learn something new. How do you new. learn that when you're... <laughs> you I'm know, ready. Like, like, it's wild to me. It's crazy. Like, you think... For me, my perspective, going into it, into back into religion as an adult and being like, okay, like, what do I do here? I think I have this big stigma that you have to know the Bible front and back to get baptized we've talked about this yeah, we've like, talked about this you don't no you, you don't. don't well i think the other huge thing about it too is like i know uh a lot of people who aren't religious right and so like and they they've asked me questions and i'm always like i should know the answers mm-hmm. to these it's taken me a long time to be like you can still be this religion not have the answers to these mm-hmm. but you can also tell them certain things that are what stigmatize no mm-hmm. yeah stigmatized mm-hmm. about their religion that's not true like sure there's certain it's- things where i've been like i'm sorry but like no <laughs> like and like i know you have no interest in going and like reading about it mm-hmm. but like i can say i don't believe that and i'm allowed to say that i'm still this yeah. religion and that's perfectly fine yeah. it took me a long time to be like you still get to choose like within yeah like what you're gonna like who you're gonna be like what you're gonna do what you're gonna choose to believe mm-hmm. free will yeah I will say one stigma that really bothers me is, like, religious people and, um, from an outside perspective, religious people, their belief system and, like, all the open-mindedness, like, the LGBTQ, whatever, all that, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that we can't associate with people who don't have our beliefs. I'm so open-minded and I have so many different friends and, like... I don't shove my beliefs down their throat. Like, I have this Christian belief system, but I also am open-minded. Like, you're a human being. I'm going to treat you with respect. Your beliefs are your business. I think that's the one thing that I I find truly, like, the hardest part about it is, like, yes, these people are part of this community. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you haven't taken the time to talk to them, like, number one, like, how do you, how could you even possibly say something about them if you have not taken the time to get to know them? Yeah. And also, the other fact of it is, like, if you truly are going to say that, like, you are a part of this Mm -hmm. and you're going to go out and love people, why the heck are people excluded? I'm sorry, but why are people excluded? Like, you can tell me all these horrible things, all these crimes that people committed, everything like that. Like, people can commit these crimes, people can go through these horrible events, people can do things that are, like frowned upon by literally, literally everyone. Like, people can do something that's frowned upon by not just... Like, literally everyone in society, Mm -hmm. and then still be saved when they're super old and have figured it out. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But somehow, this group is... No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't, I can't, you know... But it's like, you either... 
love people or you don't. Or you don't. And the people who... Claim, and I think that's something that a lot yeah. of people struggle with in this community, too. Yeah. Like, being Christian. Yeah. And, like, there's a difference, too, when you're around those people. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in being respectful and being nice and taking the time to understand who they are and yeah. be unjudgmental. Like, yes, you have to learn how to be unjudgmental of yeah. something you don't believe in. Yeah. Um, and it's also, like, I feel like a lot of the stigma, too, is, like, people in the Christian community can't be part of LGBTQ. I'm like, what? I'm sorry. Like, I'm so, <laughs> what? like, what? I'm just, like, what? Yeah. I just, I'm sorry, but it's just, I think the biggest thing, too, is, like, I've been around people. Like, okay, both my roommates are a part of this community, right? Mm-hmm. And I bought flags off Amazon. Mm-hmm. You can buy these flags for, like, 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. I bought flags on Amazon mm-hmm. and hung them up in our house. And it meant the world to my roommates. Awesome. Like, I was decorating, and I was like, yeah, I'll throw these on there. Awesome. Like, just something small, something simple, right? Yeah. And I thought, I was like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's only, like, a few bucks. Yeah. Like, and it's a huge deal to them. Like, something of the... Because I was decorating with a lot of my stuff. I was like, something for them should be on these walls. Yes. And so I put it up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I made my one roommate cry. She was like, that is one of the nicest things people have done... Like, somebody's ever done for me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like this is so simple of, mm-hmm. like, such a simple way to love somebody. Yeah. And, like, such an easy thing to take advantage of. hmm Right? 100%. And I was yeah. just, like... The people who are filled with judgment are the ones giving religion yeah. a bad name. But there's... I've had people who are, like, they... I have met them, right? And then I live with my two roommates. They're my best friends. I love these people. And they will have a hard time interacting with my roommates like not just because it's like the first time they've met them or anything like that like that's always awkward and everything Mm -hmm. but they legit had a hard time like starting conversations and things like that because they were like worried about what was going to come up and like worried about saying something wrong or like or truly just like there have been people in my life where I'm like all right like see ya because you can't You, you literally can't deal with being around some of my favorite people like, that's ridiculous. It can be... Yeah. And then I... Someone who's different from you. For a long accept. time, I was just like, what is going on? And then I met more people, a part of the community, yeah. like, a part of the Christian community, that can at least, like, number one, like, agree with me. And number two, like, absolutely 110%, like, are friends with my roommates and mm-hmm. friends with me. Yeah. And... Because of, like, literally a couple people in my life, specifically one person, they know them, but, like, we don't need to get into it. I was like, I didn't know that that was possible. And, like, that's sad that that was put on to me by, like, that community of, like... Yeah. Yeah. Because they would make me question it. And I'm like, no! Duh! <laughs> like, no, like, you can be... I, th- I That's what I believe. Yeah. I believe I'm a Christian and I have so many gay friends. And it's not that I'm saying that my, like... That those are my beliefs. I'm saying that these are people. Yeah. These people deserve and to be respected. Important. And they're important. And they're doing really cool things. Yes. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. They're really interesting people. And like. Yeah. Like there's no. That's not who I want to be. I don't want to spread hate or judgment yeah. or. Well, and I feel like it's also like it's sometimes hard for me to talk about. Because I feel like I do injustice sometimes talking about it. Yeah. Because I'm not up to date on all the terms. Yeah. I'm no. not up to date. And, like, I could never possibly say how they feel or how, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I feel sometimes, too, like it's hard to talk about because I can't re- represent it properly. Yeah. And sometimes I'm, like, I literally just want to, like, 
there was one time I was in front of a group of kids and I literally was like, I want to go home and like rip my roommate like out of her bed <laughs> to get her to come educate these kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I, sometimes I feel so bad too because I feel like I like miss say something and I'm like, oh. I don't want to offend anybody. Well, like, like, and I don't want to say something that misrepresents anything yeah. or anything like that yeah. either. Mm-hmm. And well, so it's hard too when you're talking about when you're trying to be that person that's mm-hmm. like spreading like like just love people mm-hmm. especially to um like all the new terms yeah like i have a lot of students who identify as like they them mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of teachers that mess it up and there's a difference in a teacher that messes it up and apologizes versus a teacher that messes it up and is like whatever like doesn't matter I'm like yeah you know yeah and i'm just like yeah yeah this is crucial to this child's mental crucial. health too. or it's also like crucial to like do you think they're going to listen to you if yeah. you are unwilling to use their right pronouns? Yeah. No. I, I can I can tell you the answer is no. There's so many things. Like, whether, whether you believe it's right or wrong, what is this going to... How is this going to affect this person in the future? Acceptance. Mm-hmm. Acceptance is huge. Acceptance breeds, like, low... Non-acceptance, low self-worth, low self-esteem. Yeah. You know, depression, anxiety... Oh, like, oh my gosh, we have a bigger problem here. <laughs> I actually, I, I had a rough conversation the other day. Uh, you know when you're in a relationship and you start to have, like, these conversations where you're like, I did not expect this, so, like, I don't know what to say. I think I had one of, like, the hardest ones for me to actually talk about. The other day with my boyfriend, he asked me a great question, and I was like, I'm not giving a good answer, and it's because I've never been asked to give this answer, like, about something for myself. But I was talking about, like, you, I literally had to learn self-worth. Like, yeah. what, a yeah. lot of people literally have to learn self-worth. Yeah. I was thinking about that, too. And I'm like, imagine trying to learn self-worth in that time. Yeah. Yeah. What? In- like, you're learning who you are and you're trying to learn self-worth at the same time. I just think that in... We're going to see it in five to ten years of just, like, this epidemic of people who are so, you know, mentally, I don't know. Don't know the right word. Just, yeah, I don't know. Don't not know not unstable. It. Just, like, they're going to struggle because of the, you know, because of religion and because of um, people not accepting these new things. And whether you believe in it or not, it's irrelevant. It's, like, how all of this is impacting these people's mental health Mm -hmm. because they're not being accepted into the community well i think it's too it's it's from a a very young age yeah Mm -hmm. so their whole life they're they're just worthless feeling and then that's not true no (laughs) sad how you don't have to answer if you don't want to how long do you think it took from like the moment of you realizing like i need to have more self-worth to get more self-worth I would say I'm still working on it. Still working. Uh, but, like, what? Wh- where did you see a significant uh, difference? You know what I mean? Like, like something simple, like, I used to say this, and now I'm able to say th- this. I would say, like, since I was, like, uh, younger than a teenager. I'm so um, sorry. That's okay. Um, I would say, like, 9, 10, it started, when I really had some sort of sense of self and feeling like I didn't fit in, feeling like I wasn't, you know, people didn't like me or um, 
I wasn't pretty enough or, you know, I didn't have a boyfriend when I was 12 years old. So like, yeah, (laughs) everyone else did. And so I was like, why don't they like me? Well, I'm still, I'm still single. (laughs) So no, I just. But look at the difference of how you said it. Look at me. Yeah, I love it. So I would say I'm still working on it, but I'm in a better position. And as an adult, it's easier. I'm accepting myself of who I am and like what I am, my personality and just going out into the world. And this is me. I don't don't care what you think because this is my life and not yours. Yeah, Um, like be a part of it if you want to. Yeah, but I think (laughs) there's more to it than that. It's like your choices that you make. It's it's going out and getting blackout drunk. It's having casual partners. It's there's more to it. And like Mm -hmm. um, just for me, it got to a point of like just not giving a shit about your life. Like I am who gives a crap about me? So I'm going to make all these decisions. Yeah. I'm going to sleep with whoever, go and get blackout drunk, go home with whoever. And, like, I think when that starts affecting your professional life and, like, your goals and what you want to do, that's when it's a wake-up call. I'm like, okay, maybe something needs to change. Yeah. 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 What? What's your new job? Oh, I'm a DOD contractor at F.E. Warren. DOD. It's a Department of Defense. Yo! Yeah. That's yeah. it! Yeah, so I... That's incredible. In the short amount of time, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I, uh... Wait, so how'd you even, like, how this job become part of your scope? Like... <laughs> so, I quit school. I didn't go back for my last year. Oh, oh my god, Did it's I been way that? too long since we've talked <laughs> It would have been my, this would have been my senior year of school. And I, I don't know what it is, but like, I was so miserable and I was like toughing through it. Like, oh, it's just the program. It's just school that that's why I'm miserable. Like you were toughing through it. Like I'm I'm freaking telling you, it wasn't just school. Every, there's people who are enjoying school. There's people who are really passionate about their programs. And I'm like, oh, this is just how school is. No, I just (laughs) don't like it. And like, I think it's. Stop lying to yourself and, and wake up and be like, I'm just miserable because I hate this so much. And I was doing a good job. People, you know, outside were like, oh, you're, you're good at it. Keep going. I'm good at it because I, I and, you know, give my all to what I'm doing. But I fucking hate this. <laughs> like, you know, so. You're sitting there on your eight-hour project being like. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm like, like. Can't get this to look right and you're just angry about it instead of being like, oh, like, what else could I do? Yes why the heck Crying, is this not the way i want it to be showing up to class or not showing up at all but like my projects are awesome so like what's the problem here i'm not that person i'm not that person to just miss class but i'm missing class and because you don't want to be there because i don't want to be there like truly and uh and i'm like what's wrong with me i hated it i had to be honest with myself like i hated it and so i'm like well i need to find a job until i figure out what i want to do and my job in the military was aircrew flight equipment. Well, you can do this job as a civilian. So I was like, well, it's a good job. So yeah. I'm just, while I'm applying to jobs, I'm going to look it up. I looked it up. I'm like, there's an opening an hour away. I applied. I got it. <laughs> I was like, what? So now I'm a federal contractor. And I, I like it. I'm Okay. And it's not something that it's not like a specialty. Yeah. But I like it. I'm happy. 
Well, it's you great. said it's an hour away. It's an hour away. Every day? <laughs> Every day. Been there. Yep. So Doing it's okay good, with it? It's yeah. good. Work-life okay. balance is awesome. Good. The, you know, people I'm working with, awesome. I know it. I know the job already. You know, I'm competent. Awesome. awesome. Like, I was like, what the f- Where did this come from? All around, it's great. I don't know where it came from, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's just a difference in lying to myself and, like, pushing myself towards something that I mm-hmm. don't want to do. For what reason? To impress somebody with a degree? No one's going to be impressed. Like, you know? I mean... We'd be impressed. Yeah, but at the same like, time, like, if you did something who, else, we'd also be impressed right. by that other thing. Who am I? Like, it's Im- yeah. You could be impressive this route, and you could also be impressive this route. Like, what are your motivations? Yeah. And it comes down to, do you, like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, I'm happy. Yeah. So that's good enough for me. Am I settling? No. I'm just happy. So, yeah. That's it. It's wild. <laughs> I know. Are you, is, are you on a salary for the first time in your life? Um, so, yeah, hourly. Feels weird, right? It's weird. I mean, I've been doing odd jobs through college, but this is like, I'm getting paid well salary, and it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Well, you're like, I know I'm getting this amount yeah. this day. Yeah, yeah. it's very odd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's relaxed, and there's no stress, and I know the... You know, it's all new equipment, but, like, I'm familiar with the job. I'm familiar with the military environment. It's like, I fit in better there. What do you wear to work? Um, they don't, I, they haven't given me uniforms yet, but it's just, it's basically, like, dickies, blue pants, and, like, a mechanic shirt. Like, you, 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 <laughs> you wear a uniform. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Just, like, I, I wear black hiking pants and a, like, a navy t-shirt. That's it. Makes it nice and simple, though. No makeup. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And nice I work. and simple. Like, you put on your work clothes, you go to work. That's ex- coffee in like, hand. That's it. You're working at work. Doesn't matter. That's it. And, like, I don't have to dress up. I don't have to give a crap what I look like. And I like it. I mean, I'm, you know, I show up showered, but, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, like, when you realize that it's not about being somebody, you already are someone. You're you. And you're, you don't have to be anyone else or, or live anyone else's dream. Just be you and do what you want to do. And that's what makes you so happy. Yeah, so. <laughs> but thanks for interviewing me. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. I feel like whenever we get together, yeah, number one, we get like the most sidetracked from our original topic. Yeah, I know. The deepest topic They're out good. of literal nowhere. It's good questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then it goes right back to, it just goes like this. It's good. good. It's good. So, but yeah, I've learned a lot. And I, I'm so impressed with you because like the way you talk about your career and the things you've learned, you make such mature choices. And I want to know. <laughs> I recently quit my job and got a new job. Let's hear it. There's what? My, okay. There's okay. my unsolicited unseen, like as a person, like nobody would see that coming from me. Like quit my job. Can I talk Two about? Two months in. Can, can I talk about like where you're working? Can I say the school? Yeah. So you were lo- working at Longmont. I was working at Longmont. Okay, so what happened? Oh man, I didn't think, <laughs> like, sorry, I didn't think about you saying this before. Like, I thought about like what the future conversation has to look like. Okay. Um, 
Are you cold, by the way? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I, so I, I was long-term sub at Longmont, and I loved it. I taught algebra too. I was a long-term sub. Okay. Love the kids, love the environment, love the people. People, still to this day, absolutely outstanding. Like, unfortunately, like, it was one of those situations where, like, for reasons that I partially know, but also reasons that I don't know, like, when I went to ask for support or what I needed Mm -hmm. or certain things to change, Mm -hmm. um, and even giving, like, here's how I think they could change or, like, here's something that I think could be a partial solution until Mm -hmm. we find, like, a permanent solution. Mm -hmm. Those things, like, didn't happen. And I think they took advantage of the fact that I planned on staying for a few years. And they they know I love the school. They know I love the people. They know I love the kids. And, like, for a very, very long time in my life, I was going to be a teacher. Yeah. And I found a place that I liked. Like, I chose to work there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I didn't sign my contract. I waited till the last day to sign my contract and that's very unlike me mm-hmm. um i mean they gave me my contract a little late so school had already started i didn't get my contract till the end of august mm-hmm. right and like i'm already being paid for the job mm-hmm. by the end of august so but sometimes like that's just how things work out in teaching like um you don't always know who's in your building till last minute so they typically don't even get to send out until july so it's really not that late um and you have to sign it within a month, right? And so for me to be so unhappy within that month and two speaks weeks volumes. Yeah. speaks volumes, yeah. right? And I think it was also very hard for me to understand that I was not happy. Um, or I wasn't... Because I wouldn't say I was completely unhappy because mm-hmm. there were great parts about the job. Mm-hmm. And, like, I work with kids and I love that. But, yeah, I didn't sign. And I literally didn't sign it the day it was due. I was like, what's going to happen? Like, realistically. And I looked at other jobs, like, early September. And there was one other posting, and I was like, I'm not positive it's going to be better. Like, how do I know it'd be better? Take the risk. Really? Right? And I didn't. I didn't take the risk. I was like, I'm sticking it out. Like, I promised this school, like, I have a relationship with these kids, like, mm-hmm. it is unfair to the kids that I work with and my colleagues to quit, right? And I then got on later in September, and I think it was, like, the point, like, I called my mom crying, being, like, I am trying, and I am going home every day failing, and, like, part of it is also, like, I have not failed a lot in my life, mm-hmm. and so part of it is, like, learning like what to do when you fail yeah and i think i'm a fairly self-reflective person mm-hmm. and i'm a fairly well-spoken person when i need to be yes. i mean not always i'm i like to have fun like i yes. like to joke yeah. around but when i need to be like i'm very well-spoken and so i saw that there was a job at a school where i worked with these kids over summer mm-hmm. and i know exactly what it's going to be like um like guaranteed like i know the environment i know the people know the expectation the standards everything like that and so i was like you know what it's a day before my contract ends i'm gonna throw my hat in the bucket if i get a call tomorrow i'll go for the interview okay and other than that if i don't i'll sign my contract Mm -hmm. so i signed it a day late nobody noticed (laughs) nobody asked me questions about me signing (laughs) nobody and i also i know it caught a lot of the building by shock that i was leaving but i applied for the job somebody like they had already gone through the interview process, 
But then the candidate that they wanted had gotten a different promotion within the district. So then they were like, oh, we, like, I can't anymore. And they were like, oh, crap, like, did anyone else apply? And I had happened to it have applied. At the time, I didn't know that, though. And my, I got the assistant superintendent's number because um, I had previously worked with them and, like, they work with my mom, so it's a little bit of a connection. And so I gave them a call, like, morning, being like, I'm unhappy with where I'm at. Like, if you have any openings at semester or at year. That's like, awesome. I planned on staying on and, like, having a smooth transition. And then later that morning, I got a call from this school that I had applied to, right? And I was like, he must have gotten my message, like, not called me and called, called a school or something. Okay. Turns out he didn't. Like, it was just pure luck that the school saw that I had applied, like, an hour after I had called this dude, right? Wild, right? And I went for the interview, and I got offered the job on the spot. That's awesome. On, a, like, a long weekend. So I went on a Friday because okay. I had, like, a four-day weekend. Mm-hmm. I put my, like, you have to put in 30 days. So I put my 30 days in, like, in October and stayed through part of November. But I, like, I did my due diligence on, like, I need support. I'm drowning in work. Like, I don't know how to, like, help the kids you've put in my room to the standard that I need to be helping them. Like, I want to help every single kid. Mm -hmm. And you're making it impossible for me to help every single kid. You like, that's, like that's something I believe something. in. Yeah. yeah. Like, I believe in being able to walk around a classroom during my class and answer every kid's question. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. Long story short, I had massive class sizes. Um, and there's some other teacher things, like, thrown in there that I probably, you know, but... Yeah. You needed someone to help I you. needed help. Yeah. I needed help. I needed support. But, yeah. like, more than that, like, it wasn't just me, like... Yes, I could show up every day, and I could do it, but I could not do it well enough for, like, what they deserved. Yeah. So, like, I went home crying because I'm like, I am literally letting down this group of kids. I was like, yes, I significantly helped this group today, but I know that this kid went home with their question unanswered, and it is partly damaging to our relationship because I have still been not able to grade what they asked me to grade a week ago. Everyone finishes you know what I mean so it's like everyone passes the finish line yeah when it was really hard too because it was like I am trying to address the current questions Mm -hmm. while I'm trying to grade like current papers and give the respect to like the people who turned it on time while I'm trying to give the respect to the kids who did it even though it's late Mm -hmm. and grade theirs and so I was just like juggling everything I told the school, I was like, I'm like four weeks in and I'm drowning and like I need you to give me some tips on like how I'm even going to think about making it through this year and then a little while later, I, like, went and had another meeting, and I was, like, it's, like, I tried some stuff, and I'm, like, and I have come with a few solutions, and I don't know what the exact solution is, but, like, something needs to change. Yeah. And they looked at some of the more, like, logistic sides of it, and they even looked at me, and they were, like, yeah. Like, very reasonable request that something changes. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, like, they're... I'm the start of the change. Awesome. Which is great, right? But I could not stick around for the amount of time that the change was going to take. Yeah. I was like, you, you you, truly need somebody who's very experienced to be able to do this. This is a lot for even if first even time. If, well, no, even if they were experienced because somebody else in the building was having the same issues as me Oof. and they're experienced, like 25 years. Okay. And they even like, like this is sent much. out... In, like yeah they were even like this is a lot but this is how I'm gonna do it 
and I need everybody backing me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. one clear force, like, yeah. to help every single kid. Need like, support. here's the plan. Yeah. Here's how I'm executing. Like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there was a couple other things that happened at the school, too, where I was a first-year teacher and I had to stand up for things that I should not have had to stand up for, especially yeah. being a first-year. Like, I had some people, like, I had my admin come tell me one day, like, that was an incredible response. Like, way to stick up for yourself. Awesome. And I was like, I should not have to stick up not. To, for no. myself no. to an employee no. who's the head of a department. Oof. What? And I think, I like, I can share that because, what, that was personal? Like, that happened. Yeah. 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 Anyways, mm. I always question too, like, what I'm allowed to share, but I, like, went to them three times. And on the third time, I was like, nothing's changing, and, like... I would stick around, and I, I love those kids. So I, like, for the longest time, I was, like, calling my mom being, like, I can't leave. Like, th- no matter what, they, they need yeah. me. Like, they, yeah. like, I have real connections with them. Oof, you got to take a step back. And, like, they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm, like, but it's also, like, it's going to be hard for them. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I finally made the decision. I was, like, but I, like, can't I give can't I this. can't give up anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't work 70-hour work weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah. And so... I ended up resigning, and I handed in my resignation, and they literally said to me, like, I don't feel like we set you up for success. So, like, there are no bridges burned. Okay. Like, they are great people, and, like, they're, they're working on the change. Like, that is that's fabulous. Great. Like, that's great. You helped improve. But then I also, and wow. they also, like, they were very understanding. Yeah. And so, like, it's one of those things where, like, it takes the whole chain to change something. Yes. And so, like, they're working up the chain, and I know they are. And I know they sincerely, like, want it to change, too. This is not a good... Uh, and so it's, like, just, like, a really bad way it happens to work out, right? Yeah. Um, but I think one of the most important things that I learned from there is, like, even through this, and, like, I was really struggling, and, like, I complained a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Right? Like, when your job... It's something that you're not loving and you have had a passion for it since you were a kid and you're not loving it. It's not and you've you. you've been in places that it's yeah. worked for you and you know mm-hmm. that you love it, but you're questioning, like, oh, like, do I love this anymore? The workplace. Like, that's... It's not the job. I mean? Yeah. But my, my colleague, I think what really hit me hard the other day was, like, my colleague had to remind me, like, take this as a learning experience. Like, there's nothing more you can do, so, like, stop being upset about it, but, yeah. like, just, just keep trying your best. Yeah. Like, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to be like, man, like, I really do just need to, like, go with it and call this, like, even though it's not perfect, it's good enough. Mm -hmm. Because for a long time, I was like, I'm not doing okay. Yeah. And, like, I'm feeling at the job. It's not you. Even though I was doing okay. Yeah. And everyone's like, you're doing fine. I'm like, I'm not doing fine. (laughs) They're like, you're doing fine. I'm like, I'm not doing fine. (laughs) Yeah. I need help. um, But I changed (laughs) jobs. And what's super exciting about the next job. Okay. Is, like, I have the resources to actually get feedback on how I can be a better teacher, but also, like, how I can legitimately help these kids. Like, there are resources to help them. There are resources for you to go to when you're, like, I'm trying to help and my help isn't working. Like, yeah. what should I try next? Because it's, like, that's the whole point of my job. And so I'm super stoked because, I like, I know I'm in a place where I can literally just go and be, like, lesson failed. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Or, like... I need to know how, like, this kid can have this resource or, like, is this available? And, like, they have answers. They know where things are at. They can give me a reasonable answer on, like, why something isn't. Like, why they can't give me a resource. They have good guidance. Like, my previous job, they, like, gave me... I was like, here's a solution. And they were like, that won't work because of... And I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I like, see how this is going to I know go. a little more about this <laughs> profession than to get that answer. <laughs> yeah. And Yikes. so, like, there's also some things where I'm like, yeah, I'm a first year. 
But, like, I went to my interview for this new job, and the guy stopped me and was like, let's just stop and have, like, a realistic conversation about your previous job, because he's like, you don't talk like a first-year teacher. So, like, <laughs> what is going on? And, like, they were super worried, right? Because, like, why in the world as a first-year teacher are you looking for a job a month and a half into your job? Right? Like, that says that typically says something about yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just, like, a... It was a wild experience to put in the 30 days, though, and then be there for 30 days. Um... It's very interesting to see the priorities in those 30 days. Because this is your first, this is your first big job outside of student teaching first. or outside of full-time subbing. Mm-hmm. This is your first big job. Yeah. And to make that decision, that takes balls. Why well, also, like, the whole like, time, too, I was like, I don't quit. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking it in. I was like, when in my life have I, like, quit? But then I think it was, like, when I got to, like, constantly complaining about my job. Yeah. Constantly coming home, like, upset and, like... It's affecting Venting, you. like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's affecting like, the reflection on that, life. I was, yeah. like... Yeah. Like, something needs to change. It's not me. It's the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm glad you're able to change jobs and, and... If I was an English teacher right now, no chance. That's sad. Yeah. Well, because it's, like, um... Like, we, Longmont hired a lot of English teachers this year. Like, I think every candidate that got an interview had a PhD. And it goes by, you told me it goes by. Like, your pay scale. Your pay scale is, like, bachelor's, master's, like, professional development credit, PhD, and, Mm -hmm. like, professional development between all three degrees. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you get the degree, you just get to, like, skip, you know? Okay. Um, But math teachers are just... Well, that was the other thing, too. I felt so bad leaving because I was like, do you know how hard it is to find a math teacher right now? Yeah. Like, it's nearly impossible. Like, their person got a promotion within the district my, for my new job. Their person got a promotion within the district. And they went back and looked at the application hoping that, like, somebody had applied. Not that they could, like, do interviews again, but, like, somebody applied. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not being filled right now. There are schools who have long-term subs or, like, are makeshifting not having their extra math teacher that they're supposed to have okay that's not okay but yeah but there's like nobody's going into it right so like what are they supposed to do if literally nobody's applying right it's different if you have candidates and you choose not to hire but what do you do when you literally have no no math teachers available like it's not because they're not wanting that school it's because they're literally like they're we're not out there they don't have anybody Mm mm-mm do you call, do you, do they use somebody from administration to like fill that position or how do you fill that? Oh man, that's such a good question. I mean, I don't know a ton about it because I don't know a ton about admin, right? But if you can, like, obviously your first thing, you're, you're trying to hire a teacher. You're trying to hire a long-term sub with like some kind of education or credentials. Um, and then yeah, somebody's got to fill it or like a different option is for them, depending on how big your class sizes are, like they can disperse the classes, mm-hmm. right? Or um, sometimes you can pay an extra teacher, like a current teacher of yours to take on an extra class and then they just get paid more okay. because they're taking, like, they're taking away your plan time. Mm-hmm. So you have to plan outside of school. So that takes part of your night. So they pay you for that. Okay. Um, so there's like, there's a lot of different options. Um, and typically, like, at some point, it will be filled, but it's not always filled at the beginning. Holy cow. Yeah. That's rough, because... Like, oh. you can't find anybody part-time, either. No subs. Like if you, well, if you can't... Well, there are some subs, but if you can't find a full-time math teacher... Yeah. Imagine trying to only hire a part-time math teacher. Yeah. 
like, hey, we want you to teach, but it's only going to be part-time. Like, yeah. That messes with the students so bad, too. Like, you don't know where they're at. Yeah. Fundamentally, it's like, what have you learned? Students having multiple teachers in a year is so hard for them. So hard. Like, yeah. Like, long-term sub to long-term sub to sub to teacher to... Mm Mm-hmm. Like, when I was a long-term sub, I had something, and I had to get a sub, and they were like, it was the weirdest thing. Like, you have a sub for a sub. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's wild. That's awful. Yeah. I remember we had, like, a, a math teacher that had surgery, so she was out for the, like, back surgery, so she was out mm-hmm. for the rest of the semester, mm-hmm. and we had a full-time sub come in, and it was, she was awful. She was awful, and it's like, they take on all their responsibility and they're able to discipline and i'm like who the heck is this woman (laughs) like and why is she here she sucks yeah as a kid well like if you don't have a good flow from like who the teacher was to your like long-term stuff if it's completely different yeah (laughs) and if they liked the original well and Mm. it's the issue of like if you liked one more than the other there's a huge issue going back or going to a long-term sub how they teach their their teaching styles are different completely different yeah yeah I think that was the nice thing about, like, the long-term sub position I had found. Like, I used her lessons. Like, she had planned everything. It was incredible. And then we are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, little, obviously, like, little. It's awesome. But we were very similar. And so that's why it works so well, right? But then I've also seen, like, long-term sub things happen where it's just, like, they are literally opposites. And, like, kids are not having it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, why isn't this person back? Mm-hmm. And then the school's like, mm, can't tell you. <laughs> like, yeah. Or like sometimes it's truly just like they're on maternity or like they're this, they're that. Like they'll tell people, but they're like, but still, like long term sub. Yeah. Yeah. Or like some kids, like if they even see a sub, like they just they're just not going to class. Like they'll walk by and like see a sub, and they're like they won't go to class. Where do they go? They just they, they just, just ditch. What? Like, they could not. Yeah. No, the amount of like attendance. Like, attendance after COVID, huge issue, right? Because a lot of them weren't attending online, but got the grade for attending because you couldn't, like, nobody knew what to do during COVID, right? So they got the grade for doing nothing during COVID. So they just skip now. Yeah, wild. Like, you have to make them care to come to your class. Oh, Which man. is fun, too, because then you get to build a relationship with them, and you're like, come on, mm-hmm. like, don't skip my class, but... A lot of them won't. If you have if you have a good relationship with them, they're not skipping your class, right? I can't. I was but doing college during that they, time. They I can't class. imagine. Yeah, high school. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't turn our screens on. We're like. Yeah, you didn't turn your screens on. College, imagine high school participation. Oof. Mm-hmm. Well, I was. I also. I also feel bad too because a lot of them missed out on like major events. Like, if oh, you think about it, if prom. you were in middle school, well, also, if you were in middle school when COVID mm-hmm. happened, you did almost all of middle school. Mm-hmm. Or your last year of middle school, your first year of high school online. So you either missed 7, 8, or you missed 8, 9, or you missed 5, 6. So no matter where you were, if you were in the middle school, like, bracket, mm-hmm. you missed a transition year. Because 5th to 6th mm-hmm. and 8th to ninth, there's, like, massive years for them to get used to things. Right? Or, like, massive years of expectation change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just... How do you think it's going to go for the next, you know, five to ten years for, you know, like, as far as learning goes, you know, with the pandemic and 
everything. I've heard a lot of different opinions on it. Um, well, like, snow days aren't snow days anymore. They're online learning days. And I know, like, it's kind of a bummer because you, like, as a kid, miss out on, like, you don't get a yeah, snow day. Yeah, But, yeah. I mean, it is kind of a little shorter, so you're not really expecting them to be online the whole time. Like, part of it's online. You mm-hmm. go to, like, classes for a shorter amount of time. Okay. And then, like, you have the afternoon to, like, work on stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like... We also recognize that it's your snow day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, well, realistically, we recognize it's your snow day. We're not really, like, you're supposed to be doing work. We don't see you doing work. So it's like, the work should be done. But right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that's, like, kind of a bummer a little bit. Because you used to, like, love snow days as a kid. Like, they were incredible, mm-hmm. right? Like, didn't matter what you were missing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I think there's going to be a huge issue in like what's expected in the workplace and like self-motivation and expectations yeah because at the same time like it's awesome that we're recognizing like mental health comes first like yes it does come first um and things like that but there's a lot of instances where uh a lot's being missed out on to cover things um, that should have been covered already. So, like, mental health aside, like, mental health, you can't really, like, it's not like it should have been covered earlier. Like, if you're going through something mentally, you're going through something mentally. And so that's a little bit different. But we're feeling a lot of gaps from COVID right now. And I think that, like, a lot of it's still going to be missed. Like, and then there's also, it's called grading for equity. And so a lot of places that don't do standards-based or, like, like, IB based or anything like that where it has like a specific like one two three four scale or like one to eight scale mm-hmm. um you're graded on percentages still okay. if it's not one of those standard based I personally like standard based because it kind of takes care of the issue mm-hmm. but a lot of people believe that well there's this 10 percent for 100 to 90 this 10 percent for 90 to 80 80 to 70 70 to 60 but why is there this 60 to zero percent for failing Okay. Right, because yeah. if you get a zero, it's weighted so heavily in failing that getting a hundred does not balance to a fifty. Like if certain things are weighted, if you think about that. Right. And so realistically, if you get an F and you get an A, it should balance to a C, right? But if you get an F and an A, they balance, or sorry, they do balance to a fifty, which is an F, mm-hmm. right? They don't balance to the C. That's what I should have said. And so. A lot of people, instead of putting in like zeros or missings or lower than a fifty auto give a 50 right no matter what you did and that's a huge issue right yeah because realistically like as teachers yes we want to give you the 50 and yes most of you reach the 50 but if you do nothing yeah you you do nothing you're gonna leave a zero and then you can't balance that out okay so that's how a lot of us look at it right like we're like right well, and at the high school level, you can kind of be, like, bummer, dude. But at the same time, like, there are kids where I'm like, you did try. And yeah. I do believe, like, you deserve to not have a zero. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, you can, as a teacher, choose to, like, give partial credit for at least attempting every problem. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of us have solved, like, solved the solution is if you, att- like, truly attempt every single problem, you will at least get half credit for that problem. That's awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, like, that's a way to balance it, right? But the issue is if kids know that. Ah. Uh, because then they're right, they're right in, like... They put in half effort. They write, they're writing gibberish, right? Like, they're just putting something down. Yeah. And not truly trying. 
But the issue is, like, sometimes, like, one kid truly not trying and another kid trying. What do you do? Like, what do you do, right, yeah. when they are comparable? Yeah. Like, what do you do? That's tough. Right? That's because tough. then if, like, if a kid ever takes it above you, they can be like, like, what if it's their friends? Like, they can be like, this kid's exam looks like this, yeah. and mine looks almost the exact same, and they get more credit than I do. Math is a skill, too. It is a it's, skill. It's a, it's a skill. Yeah. And it's not like, I wouldn't say it's like English. I'd say it's a literal skill that you have to practice. Yeah. Well, so English is a little different, right? Like, yeah. for every kid, you could be like, well, this kid... Like, added this, or, like, this yeah. kid's a little different, or, mm-hmm. like, me and this kid have this deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in math, like, if you give them your answer key, like, they should be able to look at every kid, yeah. and it should explain itself, which mm-hmm. doesn't happen always in English. That's why you have to have, like, rubrics. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, really hard to grade sometimes at the high school level to, like, figure out that massive gap. Yeah. Because as a teacher before this year, I've always been like, yes, mm-hmm. like, you should give the 50 right to balance out how it normally would work right like you should give the 50 and then they'll be like somewhere in there but they should still be between 50 and 60 but i think this year is the first year as a teacher where i was like i don't know what to do because you didn't do anything yeah do you know what i mean yeah and there's that's why i asked the question like how do you teach motivation and how do you teach ambition because like you need to somehow do that to get a product right you need to number one you need to earn respect you don't have respect yeah. It's earned in teaching. So you have to earn the kids' respect, and you have to get them motivated and engaged. And, like, some of those are much easier than others. Like, engaging the kids, that's an expectation. That's mm-hmm. my job. Like, mm-hmm. I should be able to engage these kids. Mm-hmm. That's part of my job. But the other two, like, yes, you to be really good at your job, you need to earn the respect. Like, yeah. we have to figure it out. And then the other one is, like, I don't... You can be engaged in class, and you can respect me, but that doesn't mean you're super motivated to do my work outside of class. So what... Well, I didn't give homework, right? Yeah. But it's also like, you don't have... That doesn't mean you're super motivated to finish the problems once mm. I let you work in a group, or like, once you're working on your own. Okay. So it's a super weird balance, right? Yeah. Of yeah. like... It's got to be a reward system. So, like, as a, I remember, yeah. as an well, adult versus not, a kid, it's different. I found a lot, This the issue this year is grades aren't motivating they're not they're not uh free time is um rewards are yeah but if you don't do your work that is free time what about right right that's what the about issue. like i know isn't it crazy to try and brainstorm a reward system as far as like yeah that's mm-hmm. gifts or like And you can't really do that as a teacher. You can't... You don't want to put your own money into something. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I've done candy and stuff like that, right? And I think one of the one of the things that worked most recently for me is my motivator was, we're doing review day, and if you actually participate in this, you'll get... You'll ace the exam because they're the exam questions sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. Like, at least five of them are going to be on the exam from this, like, Jeopardy board. What like, you're either in or you're out and playing. Mm-hmm. You know Do what I mean? Field trips? Because field trips you can organize. But it is... I haven't taken on that challenge yet, right? Yeah. Especially in math. I haven't taken on the math challenge yeah. of doing a field trip. Mm-hmm. Because for a lot of other um, things, it's a lot easier applied and a lot easier seen and That's a lot easier based. offered from, like, 
places to be mm-hmm. like, your student should come try this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I would have to go searching for it. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm figuring out the basics. Like, I'm still practicing. Yeah. And yeah. Where would you take math students in? Well, I mean, I think you would try and apply it to some science. So I yeah. think you'd try and like dual it. Like you're going to miss your science and math class oh, okay. for this field trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Man. isn't that wild? That's tough. I, th- I think the hardest part for me too is like the grades weren't motivating. Yeah. Because I, I could be all... I can tell I can you say that. It, yeah, but I could say it all day, like, yeah. I'll give you half credit back if you, like, do this. Unmotivating. And it was just hard for me to understand because I'm that person where I'm like, heck yeah, I can get half my points back, done. You know what I mean? I am not like that. I, I know. <laughs> I am not like that. I am not like that. I am the person. Why not? Can I ask, like, why, why wouldn't you? You're just like, and what's done is done? No, it just doesn't my knowledge is going to be the same whether I, I get the points back or not. And, like, my... Would you say that if you were in high school, though? Like, if we were having this conversation back then? Would you, my, really? My geometry class, uh, sophomore year, I turned in a stack of papers the last day of school. I teach geometry. You're killing me, Morgan. You're killing me. That's, that was what I was teaching. <laughs> I didn't do... Granted, I think I had some, like, depression that was underlying... But that's no excuse. My, I didn't do homework at all for, like, the last two months. And, like, my mom was a teacher. And my te- my geometry teacher came. He was also my volleyball coach. So he had a relationship with me, like a, you know, a coaching relationship of, why aren't you getting this done? So he came to my mom and was like, she really needs to turn in her homework. Well, my mom's just going to get mad and get on to me, right? That doesn't do anything. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at her like, mm, what do you oh, want well. me to do? Yeah, I hate this. I don't understand it. It's hard. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, not passing. You're gonna have to retake this class over again if you don't turn in your homework. So I turn in every single piece of homework. It was a stack of papers. Mm-hmm. The last day. They don't have to retake it if they fail. They either do, oh. like, they could do e-credit, mm-hmm. which is literally, like, online. You're, like, I think some do it over the summer. Like, you can you come into the school for it, and, like, you sit there, and you just do it online. Mm-hmm. Right? Which I'm just kind of, like, how do you do it on your own online? Right? Like, that's got to be challenging. But they do. They, uh, they do. I don't know very much about it, so maybe, like, there's videos. I don't know. But you do e-credit, right? Or you, like, move on to a class where it's called intermediate algebra okay and so it um instead of doing like algebra geometry algebra two it's like algebra geometry intermediate algebra algebra two and if you fail all of them you just loop back to the beginning okay i think for me i'm not a rewards-based person when it comes to stuff i don't like i'm more of a disciplinary action like i would avoid avoid negative negative consequences okay so like if you give me negative consequences like if you don't pass this class here's what's gonna happen i will do everything i can to avoid that but if it's like get some extra points i'm like "Eh." (laughs) like i just don't (laughs) so that gives you peace of mind i don't know i mean it kind of does give me peace of mind like people i know these kids are interested in a lot of other things and like a great at a lot of other things you know what i mean yeah they don't want to be bad just do the worksheet. <laughs> they don't want to be bad kids. 
Yeah. Do you have ISS in school suspension? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's... I mean, cake. I think it exists everywhere. Okay. Um, we also have out-of-school suspension. Okay. And, like, you can... You could... You can expel kids. It's very uncommon. But if but, the parents aren't aren't disciplining them to get their homework done, what's the point? Well, a lot of us don't like, give homework anymore. Oh, that's good then. Yeah. Yeah, they get it done in class. That's like, good. You should be able to get it done in class. That's good. So it's also like another thing where it's like if they are taking homework home from your class, you mm-hmm. could be like you had the time to get it done. That's good. Yeah. What is also just like what are you really going to do? Like if I gave homework, right? How is that beneficial if you don't know what you're doing? You're going to go home and do what? What if you need help? Who like, are you, yeah. Who are you going to go to? Well, like, at the high school level, too, it's like, uh, you're working after school. Yeah. You're working. Like, I'm not going to ask you to try and get your homework done during work. Yeah. I don't know how many times I went to my parents for math problems, and they're like, we don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Incredibles clip where yeah. he's like, they have changed math. Yes. Three hours later, we get one problem done. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a great Im- implementation of... I've always thought about doing, like, here's one problem that you have mm-hmm. to take home so at least stays in your brain. Yeah. Like, try, just try the one problem. Bring it back tomorrow. And if you struggle, just, like, write where you got stuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, I'm struggling with blank. Or, like, how do you do blank? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. bring it back. Like, partially done. Mm-hmm. Talk so we can at it. least, like, talk about it, like, go over it. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I haven't tried cool. it yet, but I think, I'm, I think I might soon. You're going to be a really, well, you're already a great teacher, but I think you have a bright future ahead of you. Just, you're extremely motivated for teaching. I am. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm organizing my classroom tomorrow. <laughs> going to do it all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what grades are you teaching at this school? I am now an eighth grade teacher. That's cool. Awkward middle school. Oh, yeah. Get to be cheesy. Get to be awkward. Get to embarrass That's them. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's like. You're still so young, though, that, like, you're it's, very close to seniors and juniors. Good, it's, yeah, this is a much better age gap. Yeah. 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 I actually, I did, I, I had a lot of issues with that at high school. Like, got to the point where I was like, if you want to say anything about that, you can just head on down to the office and they'll talk to you about it. <laughs> no, like, I legit said it in front of my class like that. I said, you want to talk like that? See ya. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. when did it become a thing, like... I get, like, earned respect. Like, yeah. I can understand that from a kid's perspective. Like, I can understand earning your respect. They don't respect you when you're close in age. But there's, it's interesting because, like, some kids, like, literally called out the other kids. And being like, why the heck would you ever say that to any teacher? That's awesome. You know what I mean? That's good. And so I was like, that's cool. Like, that's really nice. But um, I think it's also, like, there's a difference between, like, some comments versus others. Yeah. And so it's, like, when you're very direct and set that boundary, like, a lot of kids did apologize and be, like, I'm so sorry. Like. That's good. Like, if they said it to, like, an upperclassman, it'd be really funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes they were just, like. Trying to get a rise out of somebody. You know, like, our same TikTok trends. Like, mm-hmm. you know what's going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, this would be chill or funny. Mm-hmm. And you're, like. No, it's actually not, it's not funny. It's inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, there were at least, like, four or five times where I, like, directly was, like, you're making me uncomfortable. And if you, like, you can either stop or, like, like here's your options. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. uh-uh. <laughs> uncomfortable yeah. in what way? Um, 
there's I've had a few kids hit on me, mm. like just directly hit on me. Yeah. And I'm just like Mm-mm. Not again. <laughs> but like yeah. what do you really say? Cuz like they already said it. So it's like you can say not again and you can have them talk to somebody else about it, right? But they can choose at any time to say whatever the heck they want to in your class and you just have to figure out how you're going to deal with it. Right? If you think about it, if they're sitting in their class, I cannot be like, I bet that kid's going to say that in 20 seconds and blurt randomly in class this. You can't laugh. No, you're just, I learned that the hard way. You can't. I, uh, yeah. There was one time where I laughed, and then so they made the joke again. I was like, no, 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 no. I should not have laughed the first funny. time. Um, and that was, like, the lowest one, though, like, of the scale yeah. of me, like, having issues with getting hit on at work. Like, mm-hmm. that was down here. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And, like, there's a difference in being, like, you look young or, like, I thought you were just a student or, like, something like that versus, like, I've had a lot of other kids, like, I've had a lot of kids directly tell me what they've heard other kids say about me. And I think <laughs> that's the biggest issue is, like, if you say it directly to me, like, mm-hmm. I figured out by the, by the time I left, I figured out a decent way to handle it. To shut it down. Number one, I think if I was a student in that room, like, that would have been rough for me, because, like, I was, by the time I left Longmont, I was very direct with, like, that's not an option here. Yeah. And, like, um, like, admin, too, like, very much backed me on this, with, like, this is not an option. Uh Right? Um, but the biggest issue was kids telling me what other kids said about me. And they'd be like, miss, do you want to hear what blah, blah, blah said? And I would literally say, no, please do not tell me. I do not want to hear it. That was, like, I quote... That is what I would say. And they would tell me anyways. Right? And so it just is, like, really hard because they know you know. And they're going to tell all their friends about this, like, this conversation. But that other kid has no idea. And you have no idea if it's actually... You have no idea if they actually said it. Nothing. Right? Drama. No idea. And then another teacher comes to you. So-and-so was talking in my class. Yeah. That's how... Oof. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the hardest, too, is, like... The kids would directly tell me, like, things that they heard from other people. But also, like, kids would directly hit on me. And I'm just like... You look good today. (laughs) But, like, that that could sometimes be a compliment, right? Like, I like your fit today. Like, Like, thank you. Right? Thank you. Yeah. But then it's, like, completely (laughs) different, right? When, yeah. You know, you know. I've only had, like... um, like, a few times of, like, the direct instances. But I've also had a few times of, like, in front of a class. Uh-uh. A kid leaves, the, like, a kid in the room talks about what another kid said, that everyone in the room knows who they are, right? Except you. And so they, like, it's not, like, in private where they, like, come up to me and they're, like, miss. Like, guess what they said? Like, it's in front of the class. Oof. Like, guess what they said about you? And I'm just, like... I don't want to hear it. I don't yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. Think- what do you I say? Don't. What do you say? It's rough. Well, because it's also just like... You want to laugh? <laughs> you kind of want to laugh, too, because you're like... <laughs> what? <laughs> like, when is this ever appropriate? Right? Because it's like, <laughs> either way, I think that, like, yeah, they're like, she's young. Like, well, but either way, it is too big of an age gap. How like, do I... No, no matter the way you look at it, like, this is not okay. Oh, what are you, what like, are you age thinking? Gap, like, <laughs> I, like, work here, like... Your child, like yeah, they they know they, they know, but they like it's like 
they're trying to get a reaction out of you. Like, what is she gonna? What does she think about it? Is she okay with it? No, I'm not okay <laughs> with it. I'm not anywhere close. You, to okay I, with you, it. Sh- you shouldn't be, but it's just it's like I wonder in their mind what they're thinking when they're the whole class is watching you. Like, <laughs> they put you on the spot. Well, it's also just like it also makes you very self conscious of what you wear to work. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm telling you, like I did not wear. Like, I wore baggy jeans or, like, the ones that are, like, like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I did not wear tight-fitting clothing to work. Yeah. You can't. Like, I did not wear, like, a lot of teachers wore leggings, if I'm being honest. Like, I did not yeah. wear leggings mm-hmm. unless I, like, had a dress, mm-hmm. like, over them. You know what I mean? And absolutely, like, absolutely nothing even, like, normally cut. No. Like, I wore nothing even remotely inappropriate to work, and this still happened. So, at that point... I'm just like, I look like this. Like, I can't change it. And so they're just being... They know. They know, too. And that's what bothers me the most about it, is that they know it's not okay. And they're making me directly tell them that it's not okay. That puts so much pressure on you. Mm -hmm. You could get in trouble. And, like, some kids, of course, like, some kids, it's a little different. Like, they they haven't learned that lesson yet. Mm -hmm. And so, like, um... Like, you be nicer the first time, and you're like, I understand, like, you thought this was funny. Mm -hmm. But, like, just so you know, like, we don't find it funny. Yeah. Like, yes, there's instances where, like, it's that. But there's also instances where the kid, like, you do know that they know it's not okay. They're just pushing your buttons. Pushing the buttons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I I think that's all we have today. We're Thank you so much for taking the time to Anytime. sit down with me. Hopefully we can do this again because I'd like to, to learn more about your personal life and, and not just work, but your your work experiences are so interesting. <laughs> I, I got a crazy story for every day. You do. Yeah. You do. You, you're a very, very cool and interesting person to talk to. So, so are you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But thanks so much for being on. Of course. Take care.